0: Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host Kevin Thompson, and joining me today, a socially distant six feet apart for the sake <laughs> of argument, is our our guest today, Rob Rosa. Rob, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. So we don't have, uh, you know, we're not going to get into deep theological topics today, unless you take us there. I don't know, um, but I, I, I we kind of just wanted to chat. We, we, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. About some of your passions and Mm -hmm. some of your what what God's leading your heart. Before you even get into that, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Tell us, give us kind of your your testimony of of how you got saved and and
1: how God's been using you. Well, I I would love to just basically start off with well. Before I get to my story, um, I'm married. I like you. I've got four high energy, crazy kids, (laughs) which I adore. Um, You got four boys. We got four girls. Oh, so are you trying to make an arrangement here or something or you never know you never know um, but no I, I am extremely blessed I'm, I've been married now um, back August 2nd I've been married for 12 years um, I love my life thank you um, I've got a daughter Abigail who's 10 Madison who's eight Haley who's six and Adeline, who's three and so but I, I have been so blessed hmm. um, I've been so honored by how God has blessed my life and yeah my story. Um God opened my heart um to the gospel when I was extremely young. Uh, when I was around seven years old, kind of in a nutshell. Um this is years ago, living in um I grew up in Illinois, grew up in South Beloit, And I remember being at this evangelistic outreach with my parents and the the evangelist who was giving people an opportunity to respond to the gospel and I responded. And so I guess I, I like to tell people been there, done that, wore the shirt, yeah. threw it away, you know. But I would say when I was a teenager, um, I went on my first missions project, and during that time, I began to develop a hunger just for God's Word mm-hmm. and even for ministry, for mission work. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I grew up in the church, um, and I was exposed to the gospel, you know, and church life, youth group, missions project. But then I moved away from uh, from um, Illinois. When I was around 21 years old, I began to work. I was working with a, a small mission organization in Minneapolis. And during that time, I'll never forget this gentleman sitting me down. And he was he's like, Rob, how do you know you're a Christian? Hmm. I said, well, uh, I asked Jesus in my heart. And he's like, well, that's not a good enough answer. And so he began to walk me through Scripture, yeah. what it means to be saved. And he began to disciple me, and he showed me 1 John chapter the end of the chapter he's like and john was saying and this is the testimony god has given us eternal life and this life yeah. is in his son he who has a son his life but he who does not the son of god does not have life like a light bulb just went off in my head yeah. like wow that's does mean to be saved and i remember when i was in my 30s this gentleman began to walk me through what does it mean to be saved yeah. even more we dug deep into scripture and and the assurance the fact that god saved me gave me life because i was a sinner and and so I think, as I look back through my life, through these journey, this journey of my spiritual journey, how God has just continued to shape me and push me and motivate me, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's you know, it's one of those things where we we never stop learning mm. about the gospel and learning about salvation, Amen. you know, because you know those seeds are planted young, and and you know, you never really know did, did, did I, when did exactly I get saved, and when did I? I know when was the moment, and <laughs> and all of this stuff. And it was at this point, would I, you know, when I when I went forward in a service, or was it when I was here? Or when I, and you know, we never stop learning and and growing in our faith, even of something as quote unquote simple as the gospel. Amen. That keeps uh, even even today. As I was in my just just praying this morning, um, and I was actually with with a men's group this morning. And we were talking about that, and it's just. Even today, I feel like I'm still learning about that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. My salvation is in God's hands. Amen. Uh, I, I'm. It's It's not what words I said or what the commitment was, but I'm Amen. convinced that it's God who holds us, and I'm going to continually grow and trust in that. So that's, that's, that's a great testimony. Amen. And so uh, you you work with a missions group, but you, you've also worked with some youth organizations as yeah. well. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, backtracking a little bit before I kind of, kind of my journey when it came to yeah. being in mission work. I mean, the Lord put that seed in my heart when I was super young. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a missionary. Yeah. You know, I mean, seeing, you know, different missionaries share their testimony. And then the Lord gave me the opportunity to be in full time vocation ministry for six years with this ministry where we traveled all over the world. Yeah. I was able to go to nine different countries. and But through the years, God gave me opportunities to work with youth, yeah. to work with, um, whether it's junior high or little kids or high school, um, and then eventually God planted a seed in my heart that I wanted to work with teenagers, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember volunteering with the church I was a part of. But I wanted to do it full time, yeah. Kevin. And so I met this guy um, who is on staff with, at the time it was called Student Venture, which is yep. the high school ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, aka is now Crew. Crew, right? Um, and so. I met this guy, he told me about it, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to apply and see what happens. And so I applied. I spent eight years um, pouring my heart into high school students in the Minneapolis, St. Paul mm-hmm. area. Um, during that time, I met my bride, who was also just coming on staff with crew. Uh, and so we spent, I spent six years um, just penetrating the high school campuses. Yeah. And then after that, I felt a tug in my heart, like, well, we work with college students. And so... We spent a couple of years um, working on the University of Minnesota campus and also the surrounding mm-hmm. community colleges. I loved it, just going in there and yeah. just looking for ways to penetrate a student's heart and tell them about Jesus and developing them as leaders. I mean, I can go on and on about some really cool opportunities we had. Go for it, man,
0: that's, that's, that's what we're here
1: for. Um, yeah, I think, but what was interesting is, as I look back, Kevin, when it comes to working with, um, when it comes to working with students, I remember I went through a period thinking, this is kind of my I guess you can say it's part of my spiritual journey. Kind of my my journey of being in ministry and and I remember um, there was a time where I thought the Lord was calling me to plant a church. Yeah. And so I went through this internship program and during this program I began to realize that I am not wired for being a bulldog, going out to yeah. plant a church. That's yeah. hard. It you know very difficult. So I, I so I stepped back, I, I well I, I was done with this internship program, my wife and I moved back to Illinois. And so I, I literally went through identity, identity crisis. of am like, uh, what am I going to do? I'm not in vocational ministry anymore, yeah. Kevin. It's like, uh. So it was just, I had to really ask God to search my heart. I never imagined a thousand years, almost 10 years ago, I'd be window washing. Yeah. And so God led me to this company. This guy is bivocational. He has a church and he runs a window washing company. And so I was during this time, God began to help me see that my life is ministry. Yeah. And so I was a part of um, Harvest Bible Chapel, which is now Redeemer in Rockford. And I, I began to build a relationship with the pastor. And during that time, we were talking about, well, what if we started a, a young adults ministry? And so my wife and I, while I was doing window washing during the week, I was also, we began to pioneer The Young Adults Ministry. So it was a mixture of both college and young adults and working class individuals. But during that time, it was really interesting. I God began to help me see that even though I was out of vocational ministry, I was falling more in love with the ministry aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I felt I was loving... These were kids. I'm in my 40s. I looked at them as kids. These kids, these 20-some-odd kids... Where I just I loved them more. I some about it. I was enjoying it more. Right. And at the time when I was working in the in the full time vocation, it was about the results. I know I don't know how much you know about crew staff. It's about yeah. How many people have you shared Christ with, Kevin? Let's yeah. write that down. Yeah. What? You didn't do ten? I was asking for twenty. You know. But it was more like how can I love these people more? Right. And so God began to impress in my heart the fact that it was a passion that God was raising in my heart to, want to see the next generation raised up, yeah. you know. And so I, I loved it. I, I loved what I was doing with that. God moved us on because um, it was feeling just a little too much, you know, for the family. It, it, was, it was a big deal, right. you know. Um, but that was kind of a transition in my heart when it came to just ministry and people and all that, you know.
0: Let me ask you this. Cause yeah. I, I was... In the, in the culture I was raised in, the church, the college I went to, I was finding, and I want to see if you had this, a similar struggle, my identity, my worth was wrapped up in mm. my quote-unquote ministry. Mm. I had to be a pastor. In my mind, there was pastor, and then there was everybody else. You know, everybody else was some sort of second-class citizen or something, mm. like, So I wanted to be a pastor. I had to be a pastor. I needed that title, pastor. Mm. And I found all of my worth in that idea that I was in full-time ministry. And so then through a series of events, God took me out of that. And we moved here to Wisconsin Mm. and uh, took this job here at at Rock County Christian. And I told my wife, (coughs) we're going to be here a year until I figure things out. Then we'll get back into real ministry. Mm. I, I had to have that title pastor. If I didn't have that title pastor, it just wasn't me. I was I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I wasn't somehow it was somehow any any vocation that wasn't ministry mm. Mm. was going to be less than what I should be doing. Beneath me in that sense. And so I had to, you know, I, I made this transition. And even now today. I'm, you know, God has put this is where I need to be. This is where God has told me to be. You know, I told Jill we'd be here a year. This is now we're working on year fourteen. Oh my God um, <laughs> So we're, we're pretty awesome. we're pretty settled in here. Um, and then, you know, every once in a while I get that idea. Well, What if I didn't work here? Hmm. Where is my identity found in? Is it my job? What if I had to go work hmm. at uh, you know landscaping or Trust me, you don't want me to anywhere near your house, by the way. Um, not even to mow your lawn. My kids are doing that now. Uh, but, That's you know, if funny. I had to go take a sales job somewhere or something, yeah. would I feel less than a Christian? Would I feel like yeah. if I had to be an average person? Well, as you said, it's not your vocation. Mm. Your ministry is your life. Amen. And so I'm wondering, did, did any of that struggle take place as you're transitioning out? Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, It's it's been so long since I've been able to chew on that specific moment, but I still have memories of wrestling through that. It is, it did, like you said, you nailed it. Coming down to a identity. And it's like, like you said, my life is ministry. And I was even, I was talking to my brother-in-law recently about that, where it's like, I remember even dialoguing this with even a guy who discipled me for for a while and it just be it, how can I explain it where it's like Christ is in me it is who I am it just yeah. comes out naturally right you know and and that's what I think we I, I keep on falling back to the fact that it is my identity is in Christ and not who what I do right you know it was interesting, Kevin, because I look back. Even when I was in full-time vocational ministry, I, you know, sometimes people get the call in their life. They're like, "This is a call." Yeah. I got saved, and I'm doing this no matter what. Right. Me, it, I never really had. It's funny, I never had like this massive call in my life. Yeah. That I'm gonna be in ministry. I just did because I thought that's what i was supposed to do. Right. I was just gonna do it. You know, And I think that's why I said when I got pulled out of it, I think I'm asking a question here. When I got pulled out of it, I believe God pulled me out of ministry for yeah. a reason. Like I said, I still remember sitting in my in my living room with about 15, 20 or so, these 20 some odd students, career people. I had this love for them. <clears throat> I don't remember really. I, I loved working with student venture. I loved working with crew I loved going on campus. I loved interacting with people. But it was just, it felt so different when yeah. I was just sitting there. And I, I remember even when you blessed me with the opportunity to speak in front of the students here at Rock County Christian, there was a genuine love and concern. Hmm. I think it's, because I remember just, I, I didn't always have a genuine Deep compassion and empathy for kids. I have I still have memories of sitting down one time with two concerned fathers because I was just so hard on one of the father's daughters for not getting a task done, hmm. and she I wasn't showing empathy for her because one she was doing a thousand things, yeah, but two I said, well, why didn't you get those shirts I can ask you to? What happened? What's going on? And it's like I wasn't feeling and empathizing for her that she had a loaded mind. Yeah. And it's like because I wasn't showing empathy, compassion, love, and I wasn't I wasn't sitting down and saying, So how are you doing? You doing okay? How's your heart for the kids? How's yeah. your heart for the lost? So I think, like I said, the Lord had to pull me out to help me see right. that it's not about me, it's about him. And and well, why am I saved? Yeah. Why did God Change my heart. You know, how can I impact the world with the gospel wherever He puts me? And I think it's it's all about surrender. Yeah, it's all about giving myself up. Does that answer your question? Yeah. You know. You know, I think what
0: you're seeing,
1: your ministry actually
0: increased. Yeah, when you left the vocational ministry, Amen. So God used you greatly, gave you a greater heart for people, as opposed to a number on a tally sheet. Or a, a goal that had to be reached for that week, you you had your 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 chance to actually invest your life into other
1: people that maybe you wouldn't have
0: been able to do otherwise. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a
1: struggle at times. I said, Elizabeth, yeah. oh, I wish I was full of time. <coughs> I wish Harvest would hire me. I mean, I'm juggling my job, my home, and then I'm trying to okay. I could just do so much right now. Yeah, I mean, it was a juggling, it was a, it was a it was a wrestling match within my heart because I, I just because because I, I could do as long as I want, whenever I wanted, you know. But yeah, and you're right, and, and you also have a great
0: ministry right there in your home. With Amen. you have four children, Amen. that that's not any less of a ministry than oh. a teen ministry or a college age ministry. I mean, God has given you four girls that they need their dad. And Amen. they need the wisdom that, that God has granted you to impart in their life.
1: That's an interesting point you bring up. Because my my wife wrestled with that too. Yeah, I mean, she's an unbelievable mom. You know, we both are blessed with unbelievable right. wives and mothers. But she wrestled with that. Where it's like, that she was not, am I impacting people's lives? Uh, I'm at full-time right now. And I try to affirm, it's like, Elizabeth, you got a ministry yeah. in your home. This is the, you have the most important ministry right. ever in what you're doing. You you
0: nailed it. You're right. And you know, if we're going to reach the next generation, it's right there. Amen. It's right down the hall. Oh my <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's sitting on your lap. Amen. Um, and and you may not even realize it. So uh, you know, so as as someone who's not a vocational pastor or in ministry, you're you're still having a great impact, and I think that's one of those things that we we need to instill within our congregations, within our brothers and sisters to Christ. I, I think of Ephesians. Ephesians tells us that the job of the pastor, the job of those in ministry mm. is to equip others to do the work of ministry. Amen. And so we have this idea that the pastor has to do this, this, and this, and this. And, well, the pastor's job is actually trained me to do that. And so in, in in some sense, as someone sitting in the pew, by the way, I miss pews. That's another story. Um... <laughs> I, I, I like a good pew. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but now we're having outdoor services. I don't know how we're going to work that out. Um, but it, it, it's it's just the work of the ministry is on the quote unquote layman. Yeah. The work of the ministry is on us as individuals. We're the ones who are supposed to be going out. And, you know, we, we we can quote unquote hire missionaries to go to Africa. Yeah. or go to Germany, or go to wherever. Oh, man. But we don't hire somebody to go across the street. That's our job. Amen. And that's a huge mission field that if we don't look at it as a mission field, as a ministry, whether it's, again, the children in our house, the neighbor next door, uh, the co-worker who's washing windows with us, or I remember for a little while I was delivering auto parts for an auto store, and the ministry I was able to have with some of the customers there was greater than some of the minister ahead to the people in our church. Amen. And, and so it's part so good. Of the gospel is living out our lives as Christians, as children of God, that I think people should be able to see that in us. Not that we're radiating a, a halo over our head or anything, yeah. but it becomes
1: part of our normal conversation of who we are. Oh, man, Kevin. <laughs> this, you sure you, how much time do we have for this, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's like a whole new, whole new yeah. discussion itself, yeah. Kevin. I think it comes down to... I mean, you nailed it. I think it comes down to discipleship. I think it comes down to... I remember years ago learning about holy affections, like Christ living mm-hmm. in me, and how we live it out. And that... and Oh my I, I don't know where to begin. There's so yeah. many... What, you've nailed so many different things, areas becomes a concern I mean, how do we live out our life, how do we impact our neighbors? And the thing that I've had to learn, as uh, saying earlier, is this is who I am. Yeah. And this is how I want to be is you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do that you will be satisfied. Right. Finding satisfaction in Christ and not being ashamed of the gospel when it right. comes to who I am, who am I with I mean yeah when I'm at work and there's a guy there's there's a guy who works with us who doesn't know Jesus and he knows where I stand spiritually yeah it's it, it, this is not about let me get my brownie points with God right it's about this is who I am and I've even told this guy you know I'm um, it's like I mean he I I've, I've shared briefly my story with him, but it's like, I'm not gonna to try to push this on you. Yeah, but this is who I am. And I'm i think not that, That's
0: really important. I think when we think about evangelism, mm. it becomes very, it becomes that we reduce it sometimes to a formula. I've got to say these words, and this is how I'm going. And I, if someone says this, I'm going to prepare that by saying this and this and this. And we get into apologetics and things like that. But I found the greatest form of evangelism starts with the word hello. You yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, when you're able just to talk to somebody because if I'm living the Christian life I should be, people are going to see that without me having to be um, quote unquote obvious about it. it. just it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. and therefore it's going to come out in my conversation. It's going to come out in mm-hmm. how I conduct myself. Um, and that, that'll open doors more than whatever cheap little trick I've learned to get a door open.
1: Through evangelism, or, or you know, or whatever program we're using. It took me years, Kevin. It took me years to see that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen you. We've we've probably seen every single tool under the sun. Yeah, whether it's steps to peace with God, four spiritual laws. Yeah, I mean way of the master. I right. mean, you name it; they're all good things out there. Right, they're great tools to have. I mean, I mean, I'll never forget hearing this saying from. Bill Bright was take initiative to share Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and leave the results up to God. Yeah, it's like, but that's what he said. Take the initiative, but at the same time, it's like I've also had my mind run through my mind. It's like I don't want to make my neighbor a project. Right. At the same time, I do pray for him. Yeah. He know he knows I'm a believer. I hope he does. You know, I've been able to share a little. I call him gospel nuggets. Yeah. I drop some gospel nuggets. Right. You know, I've prayed for him. I've I've. There's different things, you know, so it's just, I think, it, yeah, it's,
0: you know, we've had, uh, when I was in the little small church in Connecticut, uh, we found, we, we tried everything under the sun when it came to evangelism, um, blanketing the, the entire uh, community with leaflets and with tracts and things. And we had a project one year, we knocked on every single door in the city and all that stuff. We actually found our greatest result from, of all things, the local soccer league. Our mm-hmm. pastor put his daughter in the soccer league, mm-hmm. and we were just standing there, talking to people on the sidelines, and we found greater results from just casual conversations mm-hmm. that just come up naturally
1: than we did with any program or any uh, formula we ever tried. And it was just I guess the question is, too, Kevin, it's like, you got two guys here. We're, we're unashamed of the gospel. Yeah. We love Jesus. We love our wives. We love our kids. We want to impact the community with the gospel. Yeah. But here's the question is, how can we see that within, I'm going to start with the men. Yeah. Men who are believers. Because like me, I've had, this, I've had this dream right now more and more. I'm, it's starting to hit me more and more that I am a daddy, yeah. And my heart is—it's starting to see the importance of wanting to impact kids because right. I'm a daddy. I mean, I can go off on another thing I've been reading lately too about when it comes to different topics about when it comes to being a daddy. But besides the point, raising up a group of men, yeah. I want to see the—I want to see the next generation raised up. Absolutely, yeah. Rockford, Rock County Christian. God willing, faith. Community church, absolutely, but raising up people, I think it does start with the church. It starts yeah. with revival. It starts with, you know, this, but it starts with how can we see a group of guys who are unashamed to, yeah, you don't, it starts with the scriptures. Yeah, that's the Bible. Yeah, for those of you who aren't seeing the video <laughs> or audio feed, it starts with scripture. Yeah. It starts with getting guys off there, as my old pastor would say. Big fat couches. Yeah, Meditating on God's word. It starts with having a hunger and thirst for God. I'm going to start preaching here. Having a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because Jesus said, apart from me, we could do nothing, Kevin. Nothing. And so it's like, if we claim... I'm not saying I've got it all together. Dude, I've got my moments right. I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. my My kids. You know? But it's like... It starts with... Having a desire to get your butt out of bed in the morning, if you can do that, and spend time in God's Word. Yeah. And let it soak into your heart. Holy affections. You know what it talks about. Holy affections about your mind, your emotions, your choices are directed on God through the Word because of the Gospel. Yeah. Okay, it starts with that. Number two, are we seeking, are we praying for opportunities? where You don't have to pull out the steps piece of God by Billy Billy Graham you know, and preach the Gospel. You don't have to. But are we... Praying for opportunities. Yeah. Do I pray for opportunities? It can be little nuggets. People, I remember. I, I give you an example. This, you know, shortly after, you know, obviously we, the COVID thing broke out and our company was off for like three weeks. But then they brought us back. We found out we were essential workers. One of the yeah. things we were doing, we were clearing out trees in my boss's backyard, and there was a, and all of us working were believers, yeah. except for the guy who was the tree company. He was just loud. This this guy was funny. He was loud. But one Mm. of the things he said that he appreciated working with us because he knows that there was something different about us. Mm. We didn't have to talk. Yeah. But he did see that there was something different about us. Right. So I guess the thing is, it could be people do see us, they do watch. So are we stepping up and are we as daddies making a difference in our kids' lives? Are we even taking time to pray with the kids? Are we. Walking them through Scripture, even if they're just my kids, don't even can't even sit down. You probably know this, Kevin. Yeah, my right. kids can. I, it's like, guys, give me five minutes, just five minutes. Let me just give you a gospel nugget. Let me read some Scripture to you and just talk to you about the Lord. Yeah, that's all I want. But that's what it comes down to, Kevin. It's like it's simple. Are we taking the time? We like we don't have to know every. We don't have to have it. Like you said, doesn't it should not be just the pastors? Right. It kind of reminds me of. Can I name drop? Sure. Francis Chan's book hmm. was uh, it? We are the church. We are the church. Is that the book? I read the book. But tr- is church planning book? Yeah, I can't think of it. I could see the title. Basically, I mean, I the cover. I have the book. It's funny, or maybe I give it away. I don't know. But basically, it's like the church. It's like you don't have to have a pastor to be doing all the teaching. Pastor doing all the leadership. It's like we are the church. We need to make a difference. Yeah. As a whole. I don't know, I can go on forever this stuff. I'm getting fired up when it comes to that. But it's like, you're right, Kevin. I think it's, it's
0: who can we Can you keep are. saying
1: that phrase, you're right, Kevin? You're right, Kevin. I do, I do enjoy that. You're right, Kevin. <laughs> Jill, are you listening? No. no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I kind of lost track of what I was saying. But I think, yeah. All right, well, we are, I'm looking at
0: the time, and we are actually hit right up on where we should be ending here. And so um, we normally end with some recommended resources, and we'll recommend that book by Francis Chan. That my phone is not working, so I can't get the title of. But by the time, um, oh wait, here we go. Here we go. Oh sweet, I hope this is working. Um, but anyway, by the time I post this, I'll have um, that title if I don't already.
1: It's coming up. Oh, here we go. Got it. I think it's letters to, letters to the church letters, letters to, what it to was. the church yes we are a church I think that's their website letters to the church yeah.
0: so we'll have uh, we'll have that link on our website and so Rob thank you for joining us absolutely and uh thank all of you hopefully you'll be back sometime and uh, don't forget to check out our website www.basicbiblepodcast.org and uh, join us on twitter and instagram at basic biblecast look for us our, our facebook group As uh, we're continuing going through the book of John, Hmm. Uh, Ray Jewell is doing that, and uh, we'll find some funny memes or something to throw up in there in the meantime. (laughs) So uh, until next week, have a great rest of your week.